Welcome to Slingshot Mania, your number one stop for all things slingshot. That's right, this is a slingshot podcast. We're not talking about motorcycles, we're talking about forks and rubber bands. We're talking about the kind you shoot, so stay tuned. Welcome to Slingshot Mania, your number one stop for all things Slingshot. We are coming to you with a roundtable discussion with Mr. Bill Hayes of Pocket Predator Slingshots, Kenneth Dykes, and Kenneth, you'll have to forgive me because my m- memory s- escapes. Red Thorn. Red Thorn. Red Thorn. I knew it was red something, but I couldn't think of what it was. And Patrick Richardson, (laughs) the host of the Tennessee Slingshot Gathering. And we're just going to have a little roundtable discussion about slingshots and about what we like to do. We are currently at the Alabama Catapult Carnival in Eliska, Alabama, hosted by Matthew Cornelison. And it has been a fantastic time. And I don't know about y'all, but in my opinion, one of the better events in the country yeah i agree of the of the, of the fairly many that i've been to now that this is yeah. going to one of the top five for sure top five for sure i'd rank it right there with the uh hocking hills one which was yeah this was super exceptional oh yeah it's right the same yeah same yeah i'd yeah. like to wish i made that one i'm gonna definitely try this year yeah i don't know if i'll be able to go to hocking hills this year or not i'm just gonna have to kind of Play it by ear. I hope to. I hope to because it was a good, good. That was a really good time, and it was well rounded with a lot of different yeah. things to do mm-hmm. in it. Nothing counted too much, and nothing counted too little. Right, right. Everybody got tested on all the different facets of the shooting. It's, right, it's a good thing. This this one here tested your facets of shooting too, uh, but it was more you know in a woods type course event like that, and and uh, and uh, for the uh, men, every shot was over. 33 feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every shot was for over 33 feet. Oh, yeah. So if you were practiced at shooting like knockdowns or something like that, and and, and you're pretty well set for that distance, well, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For those who may not know um, that are listening, a woods course is a mock hunting course where you have different targets at various ranges and various sizes. Um, to imitate a, a hunting situation out in the woods. Um, and, you know, when you're, you don't have a set distance when you're hunting. <clears throat> you don't have um, a set height of the target when you're hunting. It's just what it, wherever the animal is that you can get a shot off. Um, so that's what a woods course is. And, and I'll be honest, they're, they're one of my favorite, if not my favorite parts oh, that's my of, favorite. of competition. Oh, I, I love wood courses. There's no question about it because it uh, gives you that, you know, that, that, that spontaneity type of thing. Yeah, you know? more it's realistic. Like, a, like yeah. oh, look at this one. It's close. Oh, that yeah. one's far. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Yeah. That was small and far. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That, that was behind a bush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm tall. Thank you again. And whoever said this one was short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, for those of y'all who shoot curved, why you'd like wood courses? Yeah. You should have to shoot around trees and around bushes and over vines and be like me today. On uh, I forget what target it was, <clears throat> where I was um. Uh, I was shooting at it, and there was a a small vine about maybe half an inch in diameter that was 
right directly in line with the dead center of the target. Oh, yeah. I line up, shoot, and I dead center the vine. Uh -huh. Just boom. And, uh, I mean, but that, but that kind of stuff happens all the time. Bill, I know you've done some hunting with a slingshot. I've done, done my share. And, you know, yeah. I have too. Ken, I don't, do you hunt with one, Ken? I haven't, no. In Tennessee, yeah. it's kind of. It's a, frowned upon. Well, it is where it's, I'm at. It, it is where I'm at too. But, not on you know. the approved list of hunting <laughs> tools or implements, but it's currently not on the forbade of the state level. Municipalities and stuff like that may have some kind of rule on it. Interesting thing about hunting with one. I was at <clears throat> um, I was at Rock Creek Fish Hatchery in the Blue Ridge, Georgia WMA. And I had my slingshot with me, and they were uh, they were plagued by uh, minks and otters at the hatchery coming in and, and costing them thousands of dollars mm -hmm. in fish. And um, and I had my slingshot with me. Well, first of course, and I don't know, maybe this might be the same for y'all people that don't know you don't know you shoot or whatever. Oh well, can you hit anything with that? Yeah, you know what? Well, to, to everybody, you know, unless you you know have been doing this a while. And that have actually witnessed, you know, firsthand, you know, top shooters. You, you would think that this primitive tool, you know, with some rubber bands and a, and a forked stick, basically, how in the world can you get any accuracy whatsoever out of that? Right. Okay. And and the way, of course, is just understanding the basics of uh, how to aim anything. Everybody's used to store bought like wrist and, rockets. Yeah, you know, those those. Those will take your accuracy away. Yeah, wrist, <laughs> rock, wrist rockets and F-16. I'm going to say that those Wimmo. are fine frames. It's just the bands are designed to last yeah. on shelves. Telling my age, but the old Wimmos, right. did you buy the wood, the plywood one with the wire that went oh, across? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, those are not a good friend. Oh, I've actually got at my house, it's part of my vintage slingshot collection, I've actually got an original in-the-box Wimmo with the little pack of quarter inch lead uh -huh. and of course the bands aren't usable but I've got the original gum rubber bands and the big why they used a pouch that's like an inch and a half wide and three inches long little. to shoot little bitty quarter inch <laughs> lead is beyond me but it but on the box it says uh, just as powerful as a 22 rifle that must have been in the day when they had black powder there. Or, 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 something, or something to that effect. It's like a twenty two rifle or something like that. Yeah, well, I can tell you it's not. No, no, oh, no. Oh, no, not it's at not all. It's even, not even a twenty two short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It ain't even a subsonic. I mean, that's... But the thing of it is, is the, um, you know, the accuracy that people can attain with slingshots amazes me. I remember one of the first videos when I first really got back into slingshots. One of the first videos I ever watched about hunting was one of your was one of yours, uh -huh. Bill. Um, you were getting ready to go. I don't know if it was the East Coast tournament or what it was, but you were shooting grasshoppers. Oh, I was, was going to go to the Midwest slingshot tournament. I, I won that year, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but you were shooting grasshoppers. And if y'all want to see some graphic grasshopper kills, go watch that video. It is awesome. Like, like missing heads. <laughs> Slow-mo shots of grasshoppers just, you know, they'd be sitting on a, on a fence post or whatever, and all of a sudden they just explode. It's really, really cool. Um I'm going to tell you a little something about that right there. Okay, every year we would always get these plagues of grasshoppers coming in and, you know, yeah. and then just taking over just grasshoppers, grasshoppers. Well, the year I did that video and, and did the grasshopper destruction video like that, 
we haven't had another plague of grasshoppers since that year. <laughs> Word spraying. Yeah. They, they, they were little grasshoppers are you know, tweet, tweet, tweet each other. Hey, yeah. we're not going to. Yeah, there's like a bubble there that fly around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They say, do not go to Waco, Texas. You will die. <laughs> well, on that farm anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so as far as describe for the listeners what kind of a mindset you need. To those that for those that do shoot, what kind of a mindset do you need to have to win in in tournaments like this, or to pl- to do uh, well? For, for those who don't know, Josh just won the ACC tournament today, <laughs> and he's going to ask me how to win well, a tournament. You, you've won. I've won more tournaments than anybody. More I know. Than, than I have. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I guess I've won more than anybody. But but the thing is, but what, in my opinion, okay, this is the way I think about it. Is it's a uh, it's just becoming, you have to have an inner calm. Yeah. You just have to settle yourself down a little bit, okay? Uh, one of my jobs in the past was I had to, you know, I was a sniper for the sheriff's department. And and if you're sitting there looking at a man through a scope and you're going to end his life if he makes a, you know, a bad move, you've got to remain calm. And you've got to know how to do that. You've got to take yourself from amped up to, Oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, to just control your heart, control this, everything like that. And then after a while, it becomes second nature. You can control all this stuff without having to think about it. And the more you do it, the more situations you're involved in doing, the easier it is to get into that. So the very first tournament tournament you win, a lot of times it's going to be like, oh, my God. Next one, you calm down a little bit more. Next one, next more like that. So by now, you know, uh, you know, you're pretty calm at the tournament. You know, I didn't win today, and I have a legitimate excuses. You know, today I, I actually do, uh, and that was, you know, I, I am have a little pneumonia going on there right here, and and uh, my eyes are kind of screwing up on me. But other than that, I mean, knowing how to do it, I could have, you know, I should have been able to do it regardless. Uh, yeah. But in all fairness, Josh shot like a like like a champion today. He shot better than than anybody has a right to shoot. Let's just put it that way. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> he really shot well. I mean, uh, I shot a, like an 84 out of a possible 120, and uh, he shot a 97 out of a possible 120. That, that that's a huge margin. Okay, <laughs> let's just yeah. put it that way. And uh, and no matter how calm you are in your you know in your inner self or whatever like that, sometimes just a young gun comes up and just will just win anyway. <laughs> And, and he's a young gun, okay? Oh. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, 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 hate like to, I hate to brag, but I hadn't, I hadn't shot. Oh, oh by two. the way, this is this is this is Matt over here. He's he's he's, he's yeah. we're um, recording for the podcast. He's got a video filming. Oh, doing a podcast. I yeah. hadn't shot two hundred shots in five months. Uh-huh. You come out the door, shoot ten shots in the catch box, and go day. on and do. <laughs> And neither has Jeremiah. We've ordered one box of steel in the last five months, other than the box order for this tournament. And for that little boy to shoot as well as he did today, I oh, yeah. was impressed. Wow. He was very happy. Man, that kid, he, he amazes me. I hope he never feels the pressure because he doesn't feel it right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, oh, no. and that, that's an excellent. Yeah. That's an excellent yeah. point. 
<clears throat> that you bring up is for me, I agree with what Bill said. You've got to find the, the calm spot and not let your nerves get to you. Mm -hmm. But the number one rule of slingshots is have fun. And if you're not having fun, yes, sir. You are you. If you're not having fun, quit. Go do something else My for a little while and come back when it is fun. Because you yeah. can turn anything you enjoy can and will become non-enjoyable yeah, if sure. the fun ever leaves. I tell you, when I first started carving natties, uh. I don't know how many I sold all over the place. You know, sold them all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I get off the boat for a 14-day off time, and I have to make 40 natties just to fill those orders. And it become miserable. And I hadn't sold one since, but I give thousands away. Mm -hmm. It literally sucked the joy yep. out of being able to give a natty to somebody, you know. Yeah. And there has been... There has been people, uh, most of the guys I work with, that wanted one and I wouldn't make them one. Just because I knew that they wouldn't appreciate the hours that I put yeah. into it. Mm -hmm. yeah. to, to make a good slingshot, even a natural, yeah. to, to make one and to do it right, it will take you, what's your average time spent on a, on a natural? Like to really get one just perfect. If I sat down, maybe five hours, six hours. Yeah. And put a CA finish on it, you know. Yeah. For those who don't know what CA is, that's super glue. Super glue. Yep. And. Yeah. <clears throat> so and I that's mean, just if, like, you got the one in your pocket. I can retrieve it. Um, he's got one that I did for him when he went off to school, went off to graduation, uh -huh. and it was a walnut fork about that big around and with any you know seven inches yeah. in the in the gap and i carved that thing down at about 10 hours and put a ca finish on it oh yeah that's beautiful oh, oh man got the heartwood oh yeah. man that's, that's all hard i retained the wow. heart i traced the heart out before i started carving and look at the ingrain man <clears throat> and this same finish Yes, sir. Let me see that. That's been four years ago. For those who don't know, we're looking at probably one of the prettiest naturals I have ever laid my eyes on. Woo! That thing is slick. I carved that out on the banks of the Corpus Christi Harbor. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Took it to work with me. That is nice. It is. That is <clears throat> nice. See, now, now this is a type of natural I could actually shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. I, I would, I would shoot that. Uh, I give it, I give it to him when he went off to college. Yeah, you? that's a very, very, very nice. You know, uh, Rufus Hussey, you your eat your heart out because you didn't make one like that. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that's, I may hit you up to to loan me that thing back because so, I got to cast uh, a few trophies for. Sit around for a little while. Oh, you know that uh, mentioning Rufus Hussey. <clears throat> you know, everybody when they when they first start getting into slingshots, one of the first things they think of, you know, is like the Dennis the Menace type oh. slingshot. You know, a, a natural fork, rubber bands, and shooting rocks. And we all know Rufus Hussey was famous for shooting rocks. Um, and you know, there's a lot there's a lot of people today 
that will say that shooting rocks, you know, is it is it is dangerous. Now I will say that right off the bat, it is dangerous. Do not shoot rocks if you can at all help it, but if you must. One thing that I've found is if you if you keep them at a certain speed, below a certain speed, mm-hmm. they fly fine. Yeah. It's when they get overpowered and the wind resistance causes them to deflate. We, Have y'all uh, ever messed around with rocks? We were at the hunting club a couple months ago, and we had a pretty windy day like today. And I had one of my uh, Dan Hood uh, whispers in the truck. Had my tubes on it, not Jeremiah's length tubes. Didn't have any balls in the truck, but he wanted to shoot while the dogs were running. And he picked up, uh, or he picked a pack of stickers, like uh, two-inch target stickers, out of the back of the truck, out of the uh, glove box. Mm-hmm. And he would stick them stickers on a goldenrod stem, and maybe fifteen feet away. And he was picking up rocks in the road, and them tubes were slow enough to to make them rocks fly straight. Yeah. And it had a bigger pouch on it, you know. And I showed him how to gauge the rock. You know, this is not good. Don't shoot this big rock in there. Get something that fits the fits the pouch. Well, and growing up, I lived on a riverbank next to several tributary creeks. And we always would spend at least about one out of ten days harvesting gallon jugs full of the white, smooth river stones. Have a good weight. Still need a slow band. Yeah. And under twenty feet. Pretty excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing people have got to remember. Uh, the vast majority of uh, Riff of Hussey's shooting that he shows on videos was uh, under 30 feet. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's well under 30 feet. We're talking maybe 25 feet at the max, really. Yeah. And uh, and yes, he did miss sometimes. Everybody misses. He missed on Johnny Carson. <laughs> Yes, he did, and that's one of the really cool things about slingshots in and of themselves is you, you know, you can basically be the master guy, and you're still gonna miss, buddy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, even I mean, even though even though I I won in the shoot today, uh-huh. I still missed. There was you know there was some targets out there that I just could not hit. I had the same thing. I, I, I sit there and say, why didn't I hit that target? Yeah. What did you what know? Did you, and, and, and it was right there. Did you hit the. Uh, Sideways spaceship. Yeah. Oh, hit yeah. that. Okay, you know, uh, here's here's what happened on, on mine. I had my same band set on there, and I was just I wasn't too lazy. I just felt it was shooting pretty good. And then as I was, as I was out in there shooting, I didn't really pay attention to my band set after you know after a little while there, and and uh, so I got a fork hit right. And then I said, well, you know, I must be nervous or something. I can't believe that. You know, I got a fork hit because I never get a fork hit. And then I got another fork hit. And I said, "This is not right. <laughs> I don't, I don't get four kids, you know." And and it was a down there where that little swamp area down there uh-huh. like that is where I where I, I said I got I'm doing something wrong. And so I looked at every part of it and I looked at my bands. I said, "Whoops!" I, my that little hole in the nipple of my pouch right there was totally worn, and the uh, ball was catching it a little bit, yep. and you know because it was too big and. Now the you know normally the latex wears out first. You don't have you don't ever worry about that pouch, but that pouch wore out yeah. at that time. And, and I've it was, never seen it that was before. But that was that was pretty incredible. That pouch like it had been melted. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was yeah. uh, it was just like that. It looked I, like you had put a heated ball in there. Right, and I had a around. 
I had a lot of oil on my hands today too because it was all brand new balls and I, I dried them out. But, but I think that oil and doing it all together just you know just destroyed it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that messed up that and uh, and so I, I you got shot the first half of that pouch. course with a bad pouch and you know mm-hmm. like that. And, it started shooting okay when I put a new pouch on. But how many rounds do you think you put through the pouch that was messed up today? Uh, probably about a thousand. Yeah. Because I shot all day, uh, you know, yesterday when it was raining, you know, like that with mm-hmm. it. And then, and then I brought it from home also, you know, and I shot a bunch at home. Right. Now I, I you know, I'm, I'm not like Matt. I practiced before I came here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 thought I was going to do pretty well. Yeah, yeah. there might and, too, because I shot decent over here. I, over here, I was same aim point, but I was hitting a foot and a half low. And I couldn't figure it out. And when I got to looking, the band was almost completely, I mean, it was what, 50% broken? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't notice. The last five, six so, targets. Like, that's one of the things that, that, that that's a pretty good discussion point, actually, is is, uh, is your is your focus. You know, yeah. you, you whenever you, uh, whenever you, that's, that's one of the things that separates, you know, extremely good shots from people who are not quite as good shots. It's actually focused on it, a whole lot of it. We'll get so intent on wanting to hit the target that we'll have literal tunnel vision that you don't see things that are five feet from the target on either side of it. You just don't see it. You know, you just see the target only. You know, there it is. That's it. And then, then you're focused. Everything goes to the target. And I've tried to explain this to my son when he's doing baseball pitching, you know, and he's getting it finally. But uh, but that that's one of the things that the extremely good shots always do. They always have super tunnel vision. Which also means that things like, uh, well, you know, pouches messing up or bands messing up, you're prone to get that because you're in the zone here looking at that target and you're not wor- worrying about the peripherals that thing, you know, like that or anything else. You're like, that's something I've already got handled. I don't have to think about it. I'm focused here. And when that happens, that can screw you up. And yeah. that, that, that's one of the things that, you know, happened to Ken, it happened to me and, It'll happen to you too one of these days. Oh yeah, oh it's it, it's happened to me. It's happened the next to me. Time believe I'll me. Put new bands on. <clears throat> believe me, I have I have missed much much more than I have than I have hit, and that and that's something you know a lot of people just they don't understand about uh, about shooting slingshots. Shooting a slingshot is not like shooting a compound bow. It's not like shooting a rifle. You know, with either open sights or a scope. Um, the closest thing it compares to um, is, you know, traditional archery. You know, yeah. recurve longbow, yep. something like that. But there is, you're not just going to pick up a slingshot and instantly be able to hunt something, or instantly be able, you know, to hit. Um, and in a lot of cases, uh, you know, a six-inch target, mm-hmm. and you know. 10 or 15 feet, uh, 10 or 15 yards away from it. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, it's not a, I, th- I think the big thing that affects us here in the States as far as, you know, because slingshots are huge worldwide, especially in countries that have stricter gun laws than yeah, we absolutely, do. Yeah. But um, here in America, you know, because of, you know, the Dennis the Menace stereotype, they're seen more as kids' toys than they are. Yeah, dangerous kids' toys that kid, that kids shouldn't play with. Instead of education on yeah. how to use them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, which I don't know that I ever, as a kid, 
Um, I never did shoot any windows out or anything like that. Oh, I did. Um, gotten gotten huge trouble, huge trouble with a wrist rocket and a bucket full of white oak acorns running running a little pony that I had. My dad, oh we, I had to spend the night in the barn with the horse over that. <laughs> um, but uh, but I mean, if you take the time, just like teaching a kid, you know how to how to read, how to spell, you know how to write their name, whatever. Take the time to teach a kid how to properly use one and you will have something that keeps your child entertained for hours and hours and hours on end. I was talking to Moan Waller about this and he said <clears throat> that uh, in the neighborhood he used to live in before he moved that there was a lot of kids that they said had ADD or ADHD. He said you put a slingshot in every one of their hands and put, you know, a gallon milk jug or a big coffee can, you know, 10 feet in front of them. The first time they hit it, they're hooked. And they'll sit there, stand there, sit there for hours trying to do it again, yeah. trying to do it again. My wife, <clears throat> first time she ever shot, I had a six-inch shoot-and-see target up on my front porch and which is only, I mean, it's like maybe five or six yards away. Mm-hmm. And she shot, 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 couldn't hit it. And I actually framed the target when she hit it. <laughs> um, but uh, but she got she got aggravated because she couldn't hit it. And then she finally hit it. And when she finally hit it, then she wanted to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Well, and, in in 2010, when I hosted my first single day tournament. And we hosted them every year, uh, and and have had something every year since then. You know, um, I think there might have been one year that we went like seventeen, eighteen months before we had another one. But I've always done the three targets per station because that first year that I did it, we did it like that, and I noticed that even the kids we we have what seventy five locals here. One year, even the kids that had never picked up a slingshot but came with their parents, it encouraged them to do better. Mm-hmm. Getting that hit on that 10-inch pizza pan, you know, mm-hmm. encouraged them. You know, like Will J, uh, he was at the very first one. And uh, look at him today, he's, he's still coming to him. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like any, it's like anything, you know. Kids don't like to go sit on a creek bank and fish until they catch a fish. Yeah, exactly. And it's not fun to them yeah, until it's, they. It's not if they can't get in the water. That. It's not fun until they until they hook a fish and reel it in. Right, and, and then it's ah, fish, hey. fish, fish, and it's the same thing with a slingshot. If you show them that they can be successful. In, in whatever they pursue right off the bat, then they will continue, they'll, they'll have that I can do this yep. mindset. Yep. And that is one of, instead of, you know, telling kids that slingshots are one thing that you don't have to tell a kid they're too little to do. There was there was one thing that I wanted to do this year that we didn't get to do. Uh, do you remember us doing the pan races 
where we had the um, tin pans on one string, the tin pie plates on one string. Oh, yeah. Well, the way it worked was you have a line of 12 guys, and everybody at three, two, one, go shoots at the first pie pan. And it's where you, you have a level of integrity that has to come in there. You know, you have to know that you watched your ball hit that pan. So when you hit that pan and knock it out of the way first, you move to the second pan. And everybody else has to shoot the first pan again. So the goal is to shoot all nine pans before everybody else. And everybody's shooting at the same time. That'd be rough. Yeah. yeah. It was glass one year, too. Yeah. It is it is a freaking <clears throat> to you, you get <laughs> I have I have gotten five or six down the road and somebody knocked mine out of the way and I have to go back to one. Oh, oh I see that have to start over back. when you yeah. Isaac. And then you got yeah, to try to make of, it up. That's a lot of hustle. And it's it, it is a fun we did that, it for be, we probably did it four years in a row. And uh it's a fun game. But that's, you it sounds like a frustrating game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking when you say that the, the the pan race, if you had two strings with a pan on it, of course, and, if you're the guy in the lead, and, and see, we just had the get you, then we had the pans the on like knocking the pans out of the way, nylon rope, yeah, kind of loosely draped, you know, to where there was just enough tension that yeah. you could knock it out of the way, you know, between two fence posts. <laughs> but I think though, if you had the string lined up this way, and you could see who could get the pan. To the other end faster. Yeah. yeah. Run it on the cable. Yeah, run it on a steel cable and then you gotta shoot and knock the pan down to the other end. You know, big hole in that pan. Wow. Where it wouldn't <laughs> catch it by pan it. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was, I found that, was real, that was real that was real cool having those putting holes in the targets down there, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> smiley face. Yeah, yeah I shot right through the center yeah. of that one. It, it, I mean, not even the hard shot. That, I shot the you. center. <laughs> I shot the center of that target. It didn't make a noise. <laughs> right <laughs> through the, the heck nose. What's going on here? <laughs> and it I thought you. it was a black. I thought you put black paint on there, and you know, from that distance, I could you know. Can't That's tell. where Dan Hood knocked the paint off of it. <laughs> but but it was there was a hole there is what it was, and it shot right through the hole instead. Yeah. Okay. With that water behind it too. It's hard. To well, see the, well, that was, well, you talking about the the goose one down there? No, no, no. no the water the behind smiley the uh, smiley face kind of played a mind trick on me. Uh, well, you could see through the face. Yeah, the, the, I hate that one. Second shot, I think. But it was it was a because it, yeah, I shot the first one and I, I shot through the mouth of it. Yeah. And and then I said, ooh, gotta shoot higher. Yeah. It's a it's a about a two and a half by three and three quarter piece between the eyes it's, and the rest of it around the edges is like an inch, inch and a quarter. That's deceptive. Yeah. yeah. It was weird to me and I must be getting old and my eyes are getting worn out or something because the, all the distances seem like they were deceptive to me today. It's like I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, there's one of them I was shooting at and it looked like it was a, you know, a hundred and something feet away and it was a, it was a it was a sideways hand doing something number like this, you know. Yeah. The one doing like that. Yeah. like that, but it was laying down like this. Yeah, it was down here in the swamp. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was rude, wasn't it? But it but it, but <laughs> it was 
uh, it was at, a, at an angle in the distance there. It was like, I can't fathom what distance I'm looking at right now. You know, I don't know if my eyes are just like playing tricks on me. You know, it's like, I, is that 120 feet away maybe, you know? And and then later uh, I, 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 I was able to get a little bit of trigonometry done on it because I, because when we walked past it, I could see it still over here. And then I walked past it. I said, oh, that's when I'm like 80 feet away. Don't worry, I'm overshooting it. Yeah. <laughs> some of the elevations were tricky. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't realize it was as high as it actually was just because of the mm-hmm. terrain and stuff. Well, yeah. <clears throat> like that little bird. The star. That long shot on that bird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was yeah. deceptive as far as how The high star really down was. the hill was only 18 steps. But it was like eight feet high off the ground. I, I reached up and had to get it up there, you know, just to get it above the the ridge. A lot of people don't realize. Uh, well, a lot of people know, thanks to Wayne Martin from Caddyshack, put <laughs> a video out about it, about when you're shoot shooting up toward something, that you don't just move your arm that you're holding you your slingshot in. You got to move at the waist. And curve your whole body. Yeah. That same principle applies for shooting down towards something. You don't just move your hand; you lean yeah. into the shot. And uh, and I think that's why a lot of people struggle with. Uh, well, they st- struggle shooting, you know, up in the air or down low because they don't know you don't move your hand. Yeah. You move your whole body and yep. lean into the shot. Or the um, fact that the ball don't drop that much mm-hmm. when you're shooting downhill. Yeah. It's a lot less drop in your shot, so your aim point's different there. Yeah. And <clears throat> I remember one of the best shots that I have ever made in my life, bar none, was last year. My dad and I. The squirrel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad and I were down at uh, down at my barn doing something. I forget now what it was, but there was a gray squirrel running through the trees up over the creek there at the house and um and i seen him go up in a small tree and he went on the back side of it well i shot the tree <clears throat> for those who don't know the most sensitive part of a squirrel's body is the palms of their feet bottoms of their feet and the least little vibrate a coon's the same way the least little vibration he can feel it. They'll feel it, and, and they'll move. Um, and, well, this thing starts running, and he runs uh, probably 18, 20 yards um, away from where I was to my left, and I, uh, I chased after him. Kept, I, I was looking straight up, talking about getting tunnel vision, looking at the target. I had it. I wasn't paying attention to nothing that was on the ground. I about tripped and fell twice. and um, But he went straight to the top of a white oak and started to limb out and right before he jumped I threw up and just as soon as I got the fork tip on him let go and that son of a gun fell like you had shot him with a rifle yeah I went back later on with a rangefinder and I shot the range from where I was standing. I marked where I was standing. I stomped out and marked where I was standing. And I was <clears throat> 22 yards from the tree. And it was another 60 feet up in mm-hmm. the tree. 
And how I hit it, no idea. I would never. You, you can do it again. That, that humans have an innate ability. You, you got to remember something. We are the tip of the spear. Right. Okay. For thousands of years, um, we've been honed genetically, you know, uh, by warrior cultures. Yeah. To where the survivors, you know, are actually, you know, decent warriors. Okay. I mean, you know, that, that's the way it is. Or you're decent slaves. Well, my people weren't slaves, and yours right. probably weren't either. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they were all really good warriors, you know. Mm -hmm. And 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 when you bring you know that type of functionality together, you know, over a long enough period of time, mm -hmm. you're going to develop some skills that are you know used in battle, which you know being able to aim stuff, you know, whether yeah. it's a bow or a rifle oh. or whatever is one of those things. And uh, being able to be bigger and stronger, you know, than most people like that, 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 that just happens because yeah. that's who survived, you know, and that's who did well in battle. Right, right. And so you're looking at that, well, we as, a, we as you know, this basic tip of the spear of genetic evolution, how, there's more of us than, you know, than anybody would ever want to ever admit to or even know about are able to do exactly that. We can, we can you know, 90% of people about can just, Freaking just pick up a slingshot if they ever practiced at it and could shoot just as well as I or you could. Yeah. And the thing is, we just, you know, got interested and did it. That's the yeah, just, just got interested and honed the skill. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I proved that basically with my wife and all them. You know, she didn't ever shoot a slingshot or she shoots better than I do. Yeah. You know, and, and my son does too, but of course he's, you know, he better shoot better than me. He's been doing it all his life. You know, yeah. I, I didn't do it all my life. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when he was 10, he was. When he was three, he was able to hit targets. Yeah. The the I think he he come to two SESTs that, yes, I, he that, came, that I was there. Right. He he went to them and he, it's just not his he, he plus it's during baseball season. It's baseball season that where they're practicing and they're gonna have the first game, you know, the first uh, preseason game is gonna be uh I guess in three weeks about right now. And and he's really pushing for it, right? He wants to he's he's a pitcher, so so that means you work extra hard. Yeah. Right. It's along with like making shots that you know, you don't you don't think about it. You just do it. Right. And then you you ask yourself like, man, mm -hmm. how the heck did I do that? But it's because yeah. you weren't thinking about it. Exactly. It's like, like throwing throwing a rock and hitting something. You know, the other day it, the it's uh if you if you paid any attention or you might have noticed that light pole that's on the left of my driveway at the end of the cedar trees has got a birdhouse on it. Uh huh. Well, the other day, two days before the tournament, I stepped out the front door, draw back one shot, get up a little bit of elevation, and s just smoke that birdhouse from the sidewalk. Uh -huh. And I'm like, hey, yes, sir, we ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, but you but know, I just draw back, took one shot, went on and got in a truck, you know, didn't think about it. But see, that brings up a really, really good point of something I have seen happen, and I'm, I'm sure Bill has, I'm sure y'all have, with as many of these competitions and tournaments as we've been to. We've watched people that when they're just kicked back having fun, man, Look how does, they, yeah. they shoot the fleas Bill, off the dog's back. Do you remember, I, I don't know if you took note or you were standing right, you were there two years ago, SEST, I was down on the practice range, and at 25 yards, I shot the little two-inch ram 22 times in a row. 
And I said, I'm ready for that 20-meter clay. I think that I, uh, it was two years ago. I, that might have been the year I couldn't make it because my dad's heart thing there. Maybe uh, so. Maybe so. I, but anyway, I I hit that little two-inch ram 22 times in a row from 20-plus yards. And I said, I am ready for that 20-meter course, that 20-meter clay. And it was 10 clay targets underneath the pavilion. I uh -huh. hated that one. And 20 meters. And it had a felt practice you got a one practice shot at a felt three inch target and i walked up there drew back my first i did the practice shot you know just knocked the center out of that felt target and dan ambrosius says quiet on the range and <laughs> i don't I, know make everybody say something. <laughs> i didn't hit another one after that and uh, that pressure gets me I, I noticed that same thing uh, whenever it's like a trigger almost and i noticed that the the uh, the you know the first uh, uh midwest slingshot tournament i went to uh when i was there uh mike uh, mcclure he goes all right everybody be quiet bill hayes is shooting Boom. and i was like are y'all serious yeah i'm like uh, okay shots that i would normally just hit drill them you know like that just like it just you know well okay I did I, I did shoot a perfect score on that but it made me so nervous you know when on the next on my next round because we did it in rounds we didn't do all of them at one time right on the next round I said everybody y'all just talk okay that's well, what that I was told I just Dan. get relaxed I said I it would have been better you know, I'd have been better off if everybody would have kept chattering <laughs> just, just, you yeah. Know, yeah I started putting act like you're not even seeing me here. I have to do that y'all can be quiet all you want to because their thing is uh, hitting yeah. the live button. You probably noticed on some of my videos, I have like a little earphone thing I put yeah. in my ear. That's what I'm doing. So that I don't have to have, you know, I, I can't keep a mind on that there's a camera there watching me, everything I'm doing. Right. I'm the camera to, don't lie. Yeah. I'm listening to, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, some guy on the radio, you know, talk about how bad Biden is or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it does. It's There's a difference if you're not used mm -hmm. to doing it. Mm -hmm. so, and that's know. and that that's just it, man. That some of the best shooters I know, you know, just hanging out in the backyard or in the woods hunting stuff like that. When they when they get in the in a competition environment, competition I've seen it does one of two things to people: you either come all to pieces and couldn't hit the broadside of a barn at point blank range, or you're able to channel the the rush of the all eyes on me. You're able to channel it and focus it. That's and, a real exhibitionist there. I'm not a real exhibitionist. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I tell you, somebody else uses the headphones deal. The last time we shot with him was Mike Miley. Oh, yeah. Oh, Remember? Yeah. Mike Miley was listening to the Eye of the Tiger the whole time. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 eye of the Tiger. <laughs> 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 we shoot off the back porch and I'm we can throw marbles out in the yard. And shoot marbles off the ground, no. and then we get out here, and neither one of us have a trophy in our hands right now. No. Have a what? Yeah, we, we shoot marbles off the ground oh, all yeah, the I, time. I do that too for fun. And, and, yeah. and like Will said, we, we neither one of us have a trophy in our hand right now, you know. But for me, personally today, I've never been in the top ten. Never. And, and to be in your company, your company, yours, and several others mm -hmm. that I know are skilled accomplished shooters to be sixth on the list is that's, that's pretty pretty stout for me that's, that's ex excellent mm -hmm. what it is, yes and well i tell you this you know i mean i can 
um, I can shoot well. I won't ever say that I'm, you know, the best shot or the, you know, or whatever like that. I won't say I, I can shoot well. I know what I'm doing. I know how to not shoot myself in the face. Know how to stack a neck. Put it that way. Uh, <laughs> um, but and I'll put 15 on the tray table, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. And I got what I was after. <laughs> Well played, well played. Um, for the, for those that are listening, we have a at these events we have a trade table, and for every item you put on the table, you get a raffle ticket. And at the end of the tournament, after all the awards are done, we do the trade table. Well, there was something on the trade table that I really, really wanted. Everybody wanted it. Oh. And, well, everybody wanted it. Um, but I wanted it bad enough to bring enough stuff. That's right. I thought <laughs> and, uh, I did. But it was a, um, a cast aluminum, one of two that will ever be made, cast aluminum version of um, Matt's natural. And is it Caroline or Carolyn? Caroline. Caroline. That's what I thought. Um, she was a redhead. Kissed me on the jaw when I was eight. The school bus number was eight six seven. But um, but I wanted that. The year was nineteen seventy two. Oh no, eighty five. And I brought fifteen items for the trade table, and lo and behold, one of the tickets that I had was the first number called. I got that, and I gave the rest of my tickets away. That's because half the tickets that he had. We're there, <laughs> and uh, but that's all I wanted, and I got and I and, and if I and even if I hadn't won, if I had if I didn't win first place, didn't win nothing, didn't even place could have missed all, every target out here. Could have missed every target out here, but getting to leave with my little Illumina, Illuminati. Illuminati. Yep, that was <laughs> that was the high, you know. That's what that was. Just it's made been, winning it's that been much better. Good. Yeah, it's been really, it really, good. really, really has. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm glad it's over. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm, glad, I'm glad it's over, but I'm looking forward to making preparations for next year. Yeah. Changing a few things, maybe adding something. Uh, the barn's gonna change a little bit. Um. But it I don't has, know. There's gonna be a few changes. Yeah, yeah. But all in all, in all, really, We're not shooting in a daggum barrel next year. No, uh, no barrel shooting. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know why. Even I thought that was a good idea. I, 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 I was we literally telling Ethan. I said, "Watch these idiots. Yeah. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna, gonna ricochet him in the barrel." We always put, put, some, put something in. The we bottom. always put something in. Like looking down a barrel. I said, "Yeah, watch these idiots. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna." You know, it's gonna ricochet and hit somebody in the balls here. Watch this. You know, I thought, I'm gonna laugh too. Yeah. I did not know that it was gonna ricochet and go high and hit you in the eye. You know, I I I I, I looked at it and to me the trajectory said it's gonna straight back into somebody's balls. Well, uh, not not <laughs> a minute before that one hit the ridge right up there. Well, yeah. I didn't see that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, whoa, you know. And I should have stopped it then, but yeah, uh, I was busy talking and busy carrying on and. Better at some point than that, not but I'm, it at all. I, I'm <laughs> glad it happened to me. Yeah. yeah that's why uh, I said I'm saying shot me in the hand. Yeah, good. You know, he having shot somebody else, that, that, that would have hurt my feelings. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
Well, guys, I reckon we're going to wrap it up <clears throat> real quick. For those who don't know, it is, uh, it's a little bit cool down here in, in South Alabama. And, and we are, we are all exhausted. <laughs> um, so until next time, if you hadn't already, give us a like on Facebook and spread the word about Slingshot Mania. We're out.